This is it. We are starting, whether there's a lot of noise in this club right now or not. It is episode 223 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. Circle of Heat, the music you heard from them a moment ago. Thank you, fellas. I am here for episode 223 at Acme. The uh, the ceiling is shaking a bit. Um, some dust. We might be covered with dust by the time. This- oh, hey, and it's over. There's construction across the street, and uh, we're working hard here. It's David Crow and Kermit Apio and me, and here we are. Fellas, do you hear that? Do you hear anything? <laughs> we hear it. We hear it. <laughs> they are almost to the crust of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Very close. Yeah. Yeah, what we are talking about, if you haven't been to Acme recently, uh, there's construction going on across the street, as uh, we've talked about throughout the summer, the new uh, apartment uh, complex for all those lucky people. And uh, yeah, so sometimes during the day there's a little bit of noise, and hopefully we're the only ones that can hear that. But here we are, and we're going we're gonna to slog through anyway, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How uh, did you guys have uh, World Series hangovers? Did you get a chance to? Today's Thursday. The uh, this was the typical baseball night. season for me. Yeah, I mean, this is how I, this is how I uh, enjoy baseball throughout year after year. Is I tune in seventh inning of the last game of the World Series <laughs> and just catch it as they cross the wire. And okay, that's exactly what I did last night. Yeah, I had Kermit here to explain to me who was playing, what they were doing, <laughs> why it was significant. And then they even gave me a bonus because it was the Cubs and they hadn't been in the World Series for a long time. They yeah. gave me a bonus inning. That's right. So that was great. So I kind of feel like I saw not only my normal season, but a little bit of the preseason, too. <laughs> I so like three this. whole <laughs> innings. Did you? Was that enough time to start? That, that's enough baseball for me. I'm done. Well, I'm done. I, I got. Was that enough to uh, have a cheering interest? Three innings or four innings? I I was happy someone won. That and, that, and that it was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of. I don't know. I I wanted. I guess I wanted the Cleveland Indians because I like the idea of the Cubs having this story that was ongoing and historic. Now, mm-hmm. now there's really no living history in baseball. Well, it's all post World War II history now. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, they they earned it. But I like history. I, yeah. I felt like it was an attachment to a a game from an era, another era. I was wishing to. I think they should have played it in their 1908 uniforms. That would have then I would have rooted. <laughs> what for do you the think Cubs. those were made out of? <laughs> Hemp. <laughs> With giant buttons. Right. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Kermit? Um, Were you following along? And- yeah, I went to a, a, an underground bunker in Iowa, and I and I watched Steve Bartman emerge from it <laughs> <laughs> with a big smile and a long beard. Yeah, right. <laughs> you think you've been growing it since uh, what year was that? Ninety eight. That was years? right. I think it was the late nineties. You're right, Who's Steve Bartman. He's yeah, going to say he's the guy who caught that foul or Greg tried to get that foul ball that that Moises Alou was trying right. to catch. Right. And it has and there's absolutely no reason to blame him, but he got blamed for it. Even right. though Five other people were going for the foul ball. Right. And right. It, and it was not the ninth inning when it happened. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like blaming Buckner, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, we have more games after this. Yeah. Still, we let's not blame the players on the field. <laughs> you just pulled out a Buckner reference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know a little something. A little dribble down the first baseline, and it goes past Buckner! (laughs) Well, when you grow up hearing something like that more often than you hear uh, a prayer before dinner kind of sticks in your head. Yeah, fair fair enough, fair enough. I actually have uh, have an autographed picture. I have no—it's not authenticated, so— 
some guy who just could have ripped me off. But I have a picture of that play with Mookie Wilson and Bill yeah. Buckner. Yeah. And they uh, have both signed it. Wow. Yeah. It's probably not real. Probably some guy got Buckner and then it's added Mookie. But, uh, right, right. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Looks cool on my wall. I know that. So how was last night? It was an, it, competing. A, I heard you had a good crowd here last night, regardless. Yeah, even though you're competing great. against the Game 7 of the century. No, it's full. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're a big draw. <laughs> <laughs> how was how was it last night? It was fun. They were yeah, they were a really nice group and uh uh yeah, what what do you think? I thought they were I'm I'm doing a f- very new hour or comedy oh. of set. Okay. And uh and some parts are a little bit of a struggle. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so uh last night was no different, but they were in good spirits. They were supportive. Right on. But uh but the exact why this is funny uh through line hasn't fully materialized yet at okay. some points so it's a process so it is a process but that's sure. that's the sort of beauty of a place like acme is that you can you can come here and work on things like that and the audience has a sort of patience for it mm-hmm. you know especially uh, when you do a lot of like cruise ships and corporate events where you're not going to try new material yeah and those things so it is nice to come here. And, oh, I, and, I suppose you absolutely can't in those situations. Oh no, no, you can't. And not not only because you need to you need to kind of do well, but also because that audience really won't tell you completely honestly what that what that material is doing. So that's true. Yeah. So you, you come to Acme and you try it out. And I had a I had a joke last night that I didn't even plan on doing. I didn't even know it was a joke. <laughs> okay. Didn't even had no clue going in, and uh, and it turns out it could actually be. A really fun through line or theme or something you repeat throughout the oh. show from time to time. Awesome! I just I just leaned over at my notebook and said, uh, kind of looked at the notebook and then looked back at the audience and said, "I'm not homophobic." <laughs> it's uh, it's not it's not really a joke or anything. I just have an affirmation here that I like to <laughs> say, <laughs> and people found that really funny and then that, that is kind of funny. odd twist so i thought that would be fun to have three or four of those yeah. throughout where they don't the audience doesn't see it coming just you wait long enough so they forget about the previous one and yeah, then yeah. they think it's a setup or a statement and then no uh-huh. it's just an affirmation i like that <laughs> let them all happen naturally yeah yeah just yeah. let them fall into place so, so that's what's fun about the discovery process is i don't know you never know where these these ideas i certainly the, what the the first time I thought of that, it was, I think I was trying to set something up, and then yeah, realized right. that's not the way to set it up, and and there was this long awkward pause, and that was the <laughs> escape. Maybe you can go back <laughs> into old notebooks and find just uh, yeah. you know lines like that that didn't lead to anything. Yeah, maybe they actually did. So how how did we get here? Why why am I here with two headliners on the in the same day? How how did this happen? Usually when I talk to you guys, it's separately with your own yeah. week. I had nothing to do with it. You had nothing uh, yeah. to do with it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really lucky, actually. Uh, Dave, Dave called me and came up with this idea. So. Well, uh, Lewis gave me a choice of weeks um, back last spring, mm-hmm. so I chose this week. Partly because I knew that, yeah, I think that it's Acme's 25th anniversary. They usually do something beginning in November, so maybe I'll choose that week and... And I might get to either be there during, before, or just after and yeah. fly out early for a party or stay late for a party or something. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And you were right. Yeah. I didn't know. Out. There was nothing planned, Lewis and everything. I just sort of decided, oh, I'll give it a shot. Okay. But uh, the reason I'm here uh, initially was when I was starting out in 1993, Kermit 
was working here, and he told Lewis, well, why don't I bring a friend out who would be good as a feature act? Uh, I think, was I featuring or emceeing? No, you featured. Featured. Yep. So I came out here and featured for Kermit my very first time. Okay. Met the club, met oh, Lewis, I didn't know that. so on. And uh, so coming back for the, it turns out this is the 25th anniversary week. Yeah. They're having a big party <laughs> yeah. on Sunday. Lewis invited me to be a guest at his party, and it just didn't feel right to celebrate the 25th anniversary without the guy who not only brought me to the club in 1993 for the very first time, introduced me to Lewis. Then Kermit and I both flew out for the 10th anniversary at the State Theater and ended up, because Wanda Sykes uh, canceled last minute, Kermit and I ended up doing 15 minutes each at the State Theater in front of Frank Caliendo and Lewis Black. Awesome. And then we came out for the 20th anniversary. So it just didn't make sense uh-uh. yeah. to come out alone. Right. So I called Lewis and said, uh, hey, uh, what do you say? We take whatever the budget is for the feature and the headliner, and we, uh, I invite Kermit out, and we co-headline, and we just split that. And awesome. And Lewis said, that's fine with me. Yeah. So... Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so I called is. Kermit, and uh, and he said, "Sure." Yeah, luckily he, it wasn't that long ago. Luckily, you had the week open. Yeah, I think I had to move one like one Thursday night thing, but it wasn't okay. even that big a deal, so right. it actually worked out really well. And uh, and yeah, like Dave said, I, I, my first time here working here was in '92, and um, and then the second time was Dave and I together. Okay. So, so we've been working at Acme for a long time. So did it, you headline the, that first time? Uh, I think so because you had won the Seattle. Laptop, no, no, so. no, uh, no. The oh. first time I, the first time I, I featured. Okay. And uh, uh, it, well, it's a long story, but I, I wound up closing the the Saturday shows, and oh. uh, I was very baffled as to why that was happening. And and uh, and I mean, they flipped you guys. No, or they someone got fired. Someone got fired. Nice. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, wow. It was, it was, you don't hear those stories <laughs> much. No, it, it, it's not. Well, it, you didn't know, lament that. <laughs> that we know. <laughs> the um, well, the headliner. You know, Acme is a brand new club. They're trying to build a crowd. At the time, there's a lot of competition in Minneapolis and St. Paul. A lot of comedy clubs. Uh-huh. So a lot of competition. He's, you know, they're trying to they're trying to get their thing. And and then the headliner kept talking about how. They didn't, you know, the Acme didn't pay him enough, and they were. I mean, was it not, on stage? Not, on stage, not doing jokes, like just m- making little comments about how they don't pay him. And then, you know, he had get a few minutes where there's a bunch of good laughs, and he goes, "See, that's the kind of laughs I bring. Yet I'm not getting compensated for, and all this." And admit so, it, that was Louis C.K. Right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. And now he's calling that out. <laughs> no. uh, I will never say the person's name, and it wasn't Louis C.K. But <laughs> no, of course not. Um, and so and so the, and so they kind of asked him like, "Hey, you know, we're starting out. Can you not tell? I mean, you know, didn't realize you felt this way. You know, you, your agent agreed to this, and you know what I mean. Like it wasn't. Yeah, they didn't know. They didn't know he felt. You know, and um and so they said, if you could just take these concerns with us, not not on stage. Yeah. And so the next night, he told the audience that conversation. <laughs> he said, "This guy's a yes. dick." Oh, he was. He was. And I'm just going, "What are you doing, dude?" And yeah, so the next day, uh, next and then, day, and then Kermit hears Lewis and the manager saying, "If he says that one more time, we're going to fire him." Kermit overhears that and goes, "Well, I better go tell the headliner." And halfway back to the green room, he says, "Wait a minute." <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Kermit got lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got lost on the way to the green room. <laughs> to share that story. Yeah, so they um, they they called me and uh, and told me what was going to happen, and I I kind of. I, I assumed they were going to, you know, bring in a, a local Minneapolis Minneapolis person because I, you know, I mean, I I could say I had forty five, but it wasn't 
really 45 was excited to present. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I was just going to ask you. Did he, you was, was he, just... he was working on a new chunk that wasn't finished yet called Where Are You From? So he decided <laughs> to throw that in. <laughs> no, seriously, where are you from? Tell yeah. me everything about it. <laughs> and this is a club where, you know, it's, it's at the time about as far away from Seattle as a, a, a club that would hire me. You know what I mean? I was, I was coming as far as what, at the time I was. Uh-huh. And so I didn't want to mess it up. And I, and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable with 25 to 30, you know, 30 on the, on the weekday shows and 25 on the weekend show. I, I'm comfortable with it. I can do that. And then, so now they're asking me to do 45 and, um, and I'm headlining some gigs, but not, you know, not all, right. not all my gigs. And, and, uh, and also when you're young, when you're headlining some gigs as a newer act, a lot of your material is about where you live. Yes. That's where you started. Oh, man. So you have all the jokes about the Seattle yeah, yeah. buses and how they go onto the ferry boat. Good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, good point. Right. Exactly. That's right. And so there's all this stuff that you realize I can't do this. And then and as as a young, idiotic, you know, trying too hard comic, you start to think, Well, what if my ferry boat joke could apply to something here? Yeah. You know, like you yeah. try and do the same they have the buses same that thing. go over bridges. <laughs> like, so you, you try and get that same punchline to wedge right. into something. And, sure. And so I was you ever really... notice how buses are like ferry boats? <laughs> <laughs> Stay with me here. <laughs> Boy, those bus captains the way they drive. Huh? You don't call them bus captains here? <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so, um, so I, I, and Lewis told me, he said, no, I'm, I'm going to have you close the shows. And I, I was like, are you sure you want to do this? And, and I may be the first comedian ever in history to turn, try to turn down headlining. Like, no, yeah. you shouldn't headline me. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> right. and I, and I, I tried to talk them out of it and, uh, they had me do the Saturday. So I, so I, I came in as a feature and then, and then headlined the last, the wow. last two shows. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. And then, cause the drama doesn't end there. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> then the next time he's coming to the club, because the club at that time had a, club manager and an MC. I think the wife managed and the oh, husband MC'd and they yes. were the house MC. He was the house MC. She was the club manager. So and they he was here every week and whatever. And uh-huh. uh, uh I never met them because when Kermit then invited me to open for him the year later, uh the week that we were supposed to fly out, the club manager and the house MC were fired. Oh or, their contract not renewed or whatever. I, don't, I, I wasn't here on that. So I, anyway, we're, Kermit and I are flying out. He's on a different plane. His plane can't land because of thunderstorms, but I got in earlier, so mm-hmm. I landed. So I show up at the club. No, Kermit's a no-show. So Lewis is petrified. And this is before Kermit, cell phones, yeah. right? Does, no, you know. Kermit, he's petrified that, that Kermit is loyal to the club manager <laughs> and the house MC and has now refused to work no the club. Way. <laughs> because, no way. because theoretically, she's the one that actually booked me, right? right. I mean, I enjoyed yeah. meeting everybody the first time I was here and I got to know Lewis and I enjoyed meeting him. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, she was the one that brought me in here for, for the first time and everything. Meanwhile, I'm sitting on a tarmac in Fargo and they will not let me, anybody get off the plane. And like I said, this is before cell phones. Right. I cannot get in touch with, uh, with Acme at yeah. all. And, and they're going to me. They don't know me, but they're going. Right? Is he, is he, did he say he was angry? Yeah. And, and uh, so the, the the vision of Kermit. What? They fired the house MC. This is bullshit. <laughs> I boycott that club. Right. Right. And, and then this is after me recommending a friend. Right. You know? <laughs> so they were a little concerned. They didn't know what was happening because there was no word. So yeah. Uh, 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 a comic, local comic came in. It wasn't Lewis Johnson. That's a guy from Denver. That's Denver, yeah. 
uh, is a, I can't remember who it was. It's a black guy. Alex Cole. That was probably yeah. That was probably it. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, was real mellow. He would spot. Yeah, that's yeah. Alex. He would spot headline for them. Right. So he came in and and covered, and then Kermit showed up right after the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so they finally take off, and uh, and it's about nine something when we take off from Fargo. They finally say we got cleared, and I mean people are, you know, angry and and uh, I I actually on the plane people I stood up and I went I went it's going to sound weird I. I'm part of a show tonight. If anybody has a, a mobile phone of any kind or any way, I need to try and get in touch with somebody. And, like, nobody had anything. Yeah. And so people are angry. You know, they're passing out whatever peanuts they had left. You know, we were there for a few hours. Yeah. And um, and so I, we land here at 10-something, right? Show's long over. And I run to a payphone and uh, and I and I call the club. Luckily, they were still here. The show was, you know, just kind of wrapping up and everything. Mm-hmm. And... um. I said, "Hi, this is Kermit. Can I speak to Lewis?" And there was like, "Yeah." And the phone, the phone goes, "You know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. And Lewis grabs the phone. And he goes, "Hello." And it just sounds really pissed. Goes, Lewis, I've been sitting. You know, I told him the whole thing, and he goes, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll send someone to come and get you." And like he, they, he felt so relieved. I, yeah, I said, "Man, I I'm <laughs> sitting on the tarmac," and and they knew about the thunderstorms, right? They knew that the weather was this mm-hmm. way, and uh, and so they realized. But yeah, they were. I didn't know this the whole time. They thought I was I was boycotting the club. Yeah. You don't know how close I was to telling him that, uh, yeah, actually, actually, Kermit's boycotting the club hates <laughs> you. But if you need someone to fill in his right. headline for the week, that was your shot. I hear, I hear that you do that here. You move people up. <laughs> Next man up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. He was kind of complaining how much he was getting paid. <laughs> 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 you had a you had a guitar. You were doing a guitar yes. bit at the end. Yeah, <clears throat> I have I, a picture of it somewhere. My whole life, I've wanted to be a good guitar player, and uh-huh. I, I'm I'm still am pursuing that dream. <laughs> I, just, I can't play. I don't have that brain fingertip link or yeah. something. More of a soccer guy. If I I need to play something with my feet, I guess, <laughs> or maybe I'm more of a drummer. I just need to hit stuff. But that little tiny tiny motions that. Of the fingers, it just never works for me. But I thought, thought it'd be fun, and I'm on the road. I might as well bring a guitar. And I had a couple of guitar bits at the end, yeah, just to fill out the show. Okay. And, uh, quite amazingly, uh, the uh, comedy snobs here at Acme didn't hold that against me. <laughs> <laughs> many, many people have been uh, not renewed when they pull out some kind of gl- <laughs> shiny musical instrument. Yeah, you got <clears throat> you got to know how to use it. That's but for sure. I think it's because. Um, one, uh, I was doing a Cole Porter song that most people weren't familiar with, oh. and uh, and I was making it about natural history uh, <laughs> because I had been an expedition leader prior to being a comedian, and kind of actually during my my years starting, I think I still was doing it at the yeah, time. You were, yeah, you were. And so the song, I, I won't remember the whole thing, but here's I went something like this, and it's a little three beat. People today in society. Go for natural history. Cocktailing, one must quote with ease. Kingdom, class, order, and subspecies. One must... 
Well, you must brush up on geology, igneous metamorphic sedimentary. Brush up on animals, know what they eat. Do they have flippers, feathers, or feet? But the subject of them all, guaranteed to ooh and aha, is the animal they call... The blue-footed booby of Baja. See where we're going? Yeah. Brush up on boobies. <laughs> Researching boobies is fun. Everybody, brush up oh, on boobies. Don't limit yourself to just one. Though the whale may be bigger and fatter, with boobies the size doesn't matter. <laughs> the blowfish may be slightly puffier, but boobies are softer and fluffier. The penguin may wear a tuxedo. Every Everyone. But he really doesn't do much for your libido. And it doesn't take much to appreciate that looking at boobies can titillate. And after you've studied a few, you can settle on your favorite two. Oh, brush up on boobies. Researching boobies is fun. Wow, I can't remember. Wow, I can't believe I know that song. 23 years wow. later, and he remembers it. That's exactly the song. Wow. 23 years later. Wow. <laughs> I've not sung that song. Man. For real? That long. For real. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's so funny. Amazing. Gosh, that's impressive. <laughs> we had we had such a great week that week. Yeah. It was just cuz we're doing that, we're doing silly stuff on stage and yeah. uh, and 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 He's doing this song, and it was it was such a blast. <laughs> that was my closer. It actually, it's actually kind of a funny song. That's a funny song, man. It's uh, that's hilarious, yeah. and you remembered every word. And, well, the thing is, if I had forgotten one word in the middle there, I would have been off track. Yes, and, right. Yes, yeah. So wow. then, uh, and then, and then we were we were twenty four, I think twenty five, yeah. and uh, and so we would do shows here, and I'm, I'm here with a good friend, so we'd go and you know uh, a couple of couple of. You know, Prince Purple Rain Fest. We went to First Avenue and, and hung out, you know, till late. And it was such a great week and such a great time. How did, uh, what's the story of you two meeting? Where was that? In did Seattle? Did you have that picture on your phone? Did you ever find it? No, I don't think, I don't, no, I couldn't didn't find I, it. Didn't I? But we, you sent it to me. Oh, but we, um, uh, we met in comedy. But, but the weird thing is, we realized we were at University of Washington at the same time. And then, and then soon after he started, he told me a story. Like, he said, I was, I was here, and you made fun of fun of me, and my friends were in the front at a show. And when I'd I had been with a friend to see the Mariners game, and we brought our gloves, and then we left the Mariners game. Like here, the the stadium's very close to the comedy club, and we said, "Let's go see a comedian." So we or the comedy club. So we went down and sat in the front row with our baseball gloves just to watch a showcase open mic comedy show. Yeah, and go ahead. And uh, <laughs> well, you remember it better than I do, but but um, but I remember seeing him. My friend Mark said, oh, I know this guy. I've seen him before. And then Kermit dicked around in us because we had baseball gloves. Right. You don't see a table right. full of baseball. There are like four gloves stacked on <laughs> oh, each yeah. other in the middle of the table. No, they're asking to get teased <laughs> right. for and that. Then, yeah. And um, and so it was, it was a, it's one of those cool showcase nights where they put up like eight comics, each doing about ten minutes, you know, and, and – uh, and uh, and so I kind of riffed with them for much of my ten minutes, and you know I had a fun time, and and uh, and then so after he he started doing open mic, we became friends. I really enjoyed what he was doing, very creative and and, and funny, and, and uh, he's a nice guy. And um and he said he said yeah I've seen you, and you know we we were here one time and we 
we had our baseball gloves. And we're, oh, you're the baseball glove guys. You know, I totally remembered it. So that's crazy. Yeah. So he started a little bit after me, maybe a little less than a year or so uh-huh. after I did. That's so. wild. So yeah. what, you're looking for a picture right now? Well, yeah. What's I'm the sorry, pic- it'll just be on a, a podcast. Set. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm intrigued. It, it's not from. Is the, this the one of uh, at the beach? Or yeah. The, the three of us. It's literally no. the first. He sends me this picture recently, and uh, and he tells me, he said, you were Bruno Mars before Bruno Mars was born or something like that. Uh-huh. And I look at the picture, and my hair is exactly like, I didn't know my hair looked like that. Really? You know what I mean? It's oh. it's. I think it was an attempt at like a, a, a mullet, which 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 as a Hawaiian is a very weird look, because it doesn't go long in the back. It just gets fluffy. Yeah, you know, it just kind of curls, right? Or fluffy yeah, or yeah. And, and so I think that's what he's trying to show you. <laughs> Here he is. You can, and, and there's three more. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm gonna stretch here. Look at the. Oh. So you can kind of see. That's. You see that hair? Oh my God, Kermit! <laughs> Holy cow! Look at you. Yeah. That's Bruno Mars. Yeah. Isn't you're that funny? Looking good. When you're um. That's the thing. Uh, hair, hair is like a uh, hair is like a relationship you took for granted. When you don't have it, you realize you really messed up when you did. You know what I mean? You really didn't treat it well when you had it. <laughs> but look at this. I have not changed. I'm. Oh, you look the same. Yeah, I no, look the same. You're... But I still have a coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The co- <laughs> and uh, and that's my expedition leader. That's a that's a sweater that I bought from some island off uh, off the east coast of Canada. I've got my my wax jacket from England, and I've got my wool sailing hat. So <laughs> look at the, there's that. Picture that's that's my sailboat. Your sailboat? Yeah. You had one? When I was starting comedy, I had a sailboat. Wow. See, that was another thing that I enjoyed about about David is that is that you know when when uh, most of us in comedy, especially when you first start out, you're going on the road and you're traveling all these small towns. <laughs> and traveling through all these small towns. And basically comics would either stay in stay in the condo or the hotel and watch TV or go to the mall. Yeah. That's the two things you basically do. Yeah. And uh, I remember first time I worked with Dave on the road, which I believe was Phoenix. Phoenix or San Jose was one of them. Uh, no, I think it was Phoenix. And he said, uh, he said we should go up to Sedona. You know, he, and I went, Sedona? That's like two hours away or something. And he goes, yeah, let's do that. So we rented a car and we went up to Sedona. And then uh, he goes, hey, Lollapalooza's in town. And so we went to a concert, an all-day concert in Phoenix, right? Sedona. Wow, and yeah. This, and this venue has, the, the venue has no no trees or anything so it's it's 100 degrees and we're watching music all day we're watching we're watching music went to the it's the original Lollapalooza wasn't yeah, it was it? The, it was yeah. the I think it was the second year second okay. year of Lollapalooza but yeah, these years match up yes, yeah, early and, 90s um, yeah, yeah and sure. so and so we we leave at about 5:30 and to go back and get ready and we both get to the Phoenix or to the club in Phoenix and and we're we're red and tired and exhausted and you know and I was like this guy's a blast man we yeah. we actually do things and you know and he and so you just didn't meet many open mic comedians who who, who kayaked or sailed you know <laughs> most most comedians it was basically drink and and and, and just chat at each other you sure. know wake so, up with just enough time to get to the next gig we're doing and when we're starting out doing Wyoming a Wyoming run and that kind of stuff and and we've got to go from, uh, I believe it was Rock Springs up to Cody. So you're going places I've southern never heard border of, of Wyoming <laughs> up to the northern border of Wyoming. Uh-huh. And uh, and I hit Kermit with, we got to leave by eight because we can stop in Thermopolis and go to the natural hot springs. None of which I've right. any idea what he's talking uh-huh. about. All right, well we'll leave at eight, and, and we did. We left, and right. I'm so glad we did. We spent about two and a half hours in this place that had. 
you know, hot spring water coming up from the mountains. Like, this is amazing. Wow. You know? Yeah. And then that night, you know, this is one of our first road trips together. That mm-hmm, night, mm-hmm. Uh, there was a hell gig. So we oh. decided to just <laughs> just cr- crush the gig anyway. I mean, just just break it and just see, make it weird because they weren't liking our jokes. Okay. So uh, long story short, uh, <laughs> we we ended the show uh, with our pants at our knees on stage singing Kumbaya. Because I threatened them. I, right? I, I, I lectured them. Uh-huh. I lectured them for, for treating Dave so poorly because I go, this, he's so funny. And you guys, you know, and I go, it's one thing if you don't think it's funny, but if you're not listening, that's just that's just mean, right? I mean, if you don't if you don't listen to a joke, you have no reason to judge the comedian. And I would like totally lecture him. And this guy goes, you need a drink. Oh. <laughs> and so he starts setting shots. I don't drink that much. Mm-hmm. And I know this is not going to end well if I do all of these. So I bring Dave up to drink. And they won't and, let him do his act either. Right. They won't let him do it. it but just at became, some point, I feel like at your th- – because you were threatening the audience. But at some point, I just grabbed a table and another chair, and I walked up on stage, and we did the rest of the show in yes. like an interview format. Oh. Or just dicking around with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Because right. they weren't going to let us do jokes. They, right. they, you know, and – uh and so we, we drank with him. We were really drunk. And it was just kind of this jokingly, I said something. I can't remember how I said it. But it wound up like we called our own bluff. Right. And 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 I was kind of hoping David would go, no, I'm not going to do this. But he was up on the table before I was. He's like, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> he said, I guess we're doing this. And uh, and then we, we, we dropped uh, our pants and did kumbaya. Yeah. Got a yeah. standing ovation. Yes. And, oh, and then later, okay, so <laughs> so I've been on the road a little more than Dave. Dave is just kind of starting to get on the on the road more. And, you know, Dave's traveled a lot with the expeditions and everything, he's, but he's traveled not to Wyoming, right? With polite people, yeah. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> so afterwards, we're hanging out in the bar, and people now love us. We haven't, we didn't do much comedy. We really screwed around and made jokes at, right. from the top of our head, we, and yet... Sort of know. did the verbal version of just putting a Roman candle in your butt and firing it, right? <laughs> right, yes! right, exactly. <laughs> so so people are loving it, but, but it's just still that kind of tense, we're drunken, small-town Wyoming people, right? And all of a sudden, these two women start going at, just punching each other, oh, and no. just, yeah. all out First bar fight. fight I've oh, ever wow. seen. And I'm I'm just frozen watching this, and nobody's breaking it up. They're all watching it happen. I look over at Dave, and he's got the biggest smile on his face, and he goes, "This is so cool." <laughs> <laughs> A so, real Wyoming bar fight. Yeah. So, so I guess the one who started it, they kicked her out, and the other one is sitting there, and she just kind of, you know, she's trying to recuperate. She just got in a fight, you know, and she's got little scratches on her face, stuff like that. And Dave goes up and goes, "Can I have your autograph?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And she signed it. And she signed first it. Cat fight. No way. Yeah. 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 I said you're and the first he, fight between women I've ever seen. And she signed signed a thing. First cat fight. Signed her name. Yeah. That's he got awesome. her autograph. Where is that now? Cody, Wyoming. No. No. Where's Where's that sign? The oh. signs? It's in a box. I save everything. Do it's you in think a box you have it? Home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's. I was cracking up. He just, I mean, just to see everybody in the bar sort of watching the fight the way you're supposed to watch a fight. And I turn and see one face with this huge smile of joy and delight <laughs> and experiencing new things. And, oh, it was the funniest thing. And then when he got her autograph, I thought, Dave, you're going to start another fight. But no, she loved it. She, she thought it was great. And then the next night, we go to Cody, Wyoming is on the border of uh, Yellowstone. It's on the eastern side of Yellowstone. So it's a, very much a, it's Wyoming, but it's very much a tourist town. Okay. So. So the next gig is in Grable, which is headed farther east. You go toward the Bighorn Mountains. Now, Grable is like Cody, but with no tourism at all, just more of a hunting culture and real ranching. So we go to Grable, Wyoming. And Kermit, we do the show, and it's in a small bar. Kermit had one of the best 
the best riffs I've ever seen. Really? Uh, it's a small uh, Wyoming bar, not really set up to do comedy or anything, but they just kind of force it in there. It's, mm-hmm. And and uh, and so the stage is this little front porch of a trailer-looking stage, and uh, and then there's people not very far away. There's just a group of people. It's kind of a, one of these long-ish rectangle-shaped rooms. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the men's room, the bathrooms, are only about 10 feet to the right of the stage in the back of the bar because the stage is facing the, the, the sh- short wall. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the middle of one of the long walls. I got gotcha. you. You yeah. got me. So, yep. so uh, And then, the, then to the right of the stage, about 10 feet away, are the bathrooms. So, and then behind you, they have old movie pictures. There's, there's one of Clint Eastwood... And I think there's one of the uh, someone from a Clint Eastwood movie, and Kermit's doing a show, and everything's going fine. And then there's one guy who was sort of the drunk of the room, and uh, harmless drunk, but old guy, and uh, uh, and uh, and he's making himself known throughout the night. Well, he goes to the bathroom, and it just so happens Kermit, uh, um, and his name's Harry, and. Uh, Kermit is uh, kind of commenting on the room, just kind of playing with the room a little bit. And he says, you know, it's great to be out here in real Wyoming here. Yeah, it's just the, so such cowboy country. You even decorated accordingly. And he points, like, look at the, look at the, look at the backdrop you've got. Uh, he points to Clint Eastwood, and he said, you got the good. And then he points to this other poster, and the bad. And then right then, Harry walks out of the men's room, and he goes, and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, and someone doesn't know the movie, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right, oh right. Yeah, you course. got the good, the bad, and Harry. <laughs> Harry, and it's just the. I mean, it was one of those. Perfect oh moments. man, I have no recollection of that. Yeah, I kept That's looking over at your funny. face. I'm like, I don't think Kermit remembers. Well, this. the night before, I was having shots in Cody. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then the next later after the show, there's, we're, more? there's a pool table. Again, it's just a big shotgun bar. So there's a pool table near the front. And uh, and and uh, Kermit and I are kind of playing pool. We meet some of the locals, and uh, and Kermit grew up in a house. His dad is a policeman, kind of a real tense guy, and uh, and so Kermit grew up very sensitive to that kind of masculine tension. Okay. Right? He could he could tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm just oh, we're playing pool. We're meeting locals. There's the girl. She's hot, and she's got her boyfriend here, and we're playing and talking. And Kermit notices that there are cowboys lined up at the bar facing out watching all this and he senses this kind of tension getting in and the girlfriend the girl's boyfriend who is a little bit gone off to college come back uh-huh. they, he, he's getting drunk and he's getting cocky and kermit says dave we gotta go so why we're playing pool it's just getting good he goes no i think we gotta go so uh so we okay so we left why do we have to go? He said that room, the, the energy was getting bad. Something, something. We don't want to be there much longer. It's not good. Oh, okay, whatever, Mister Clairvoyant. Uh-huh. We come back the next morning to get breakfast next to the bar. The whole front plate glass window of the bar is broken out <laughs> oh and boarded my. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We asked the waitress or someone, "What happened next door?" Oh, really bad bar fight. I guess some guy. Yeah, he's got this girlfriend, but he got kind of one of the cowboys wow. was hitting on her a little wow. bit, and he tried to stand up for her honor, and they just busted. They threw him through the window. <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah, Kermit. So I said, "Can I get his autograph?" Yeah. <laughs> 
can you is it so can you see the future <laughs> let us know about, no just when give it, us a tip right now when you when you are raised in a law enforcement family i have half brothers who are cops my dad was has been was in law enforcement his whole life and and so you just kind of my dad always had a sense for things and and uh and and i guess that's what it was it because it really wasn't like I don't I don't sit in a room and look around and go all right what's what are people going to be doing it's not like that yeah. but uh-huh. we were hanging out having and we were having a great time even up to the moment I said that it was it, we were having fun the guys we were hanging out with were a blast it, you know it wasn't like we were experiencing it but I could right. feel it I was just like all right we're going to need to you know picture four people who are maybe not re- regulars at this place just having a good time and then three guys with their dusty cowboy jackets and their cowboy hats and they're they're just arms folded ten feet away sitting at the bar but facing the pool table with a expressionless look on their face there's just something weird about uh-huh. that kind of energy yeah, yeah. right there yeah waiting for an, a reason waiting for a reason to cause to trouble yeah. yeah right that's the thing i mean if if the if the reason is you know the potential exists with only with the reason right that's it right. i mean if not if no reason we're all gonna have a great time but if but if there's that one thing that'll kind of light that fuse and the whole thing blows up, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I just I just kind of sensed it, and um, yeah, and it was so funny because I thought you know it's going to get kind of, and 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 without even thinking of Dave, you don't want to be the one the one dark guy in the room when that breaks out, right? Because somehow like <laughs> we know what you did, Mister. I was just standing here. Yeah, okay. You're gonna Help him. yeah him. You, you're gonna sass yeah. me now? No, I didn't do anything. Oh, that's what they all say, right? You know, I didn't, <laughs> So, 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 with, and it's not like I'm gonna go. I got you. I yeah, got you yeah. back <laughs> we, we gotta go. I'm gonna get, gonna get accused of sassing for right. ten minutes. We gotta get out of here right now. So, so it was one of these talking about boobies. <laughs> but it's it's one thing when you when when because in those situations you you never find out if you you were right. You just kind of think that hey, I'd rather not be here if something goes down, right? Yeah. But to really find out on a massive scale right. that you were right, <laughs> like I mean, the whole the bar looked different. I mean, it looked like a different place than yeah. we were at right. just just like nine hours before. It looked like a different place because that yeah, glass on the ground, uh, you know, the the wood going across the thing. It was bizarre. Are either of you still working in uh, Wyoming? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I mean, we've had hundreds, thousands, probably of gigs since then. But, but that first week together was uh obviously uh and etched in our memory yeah we seem to have done wyoming excuse me right yeah clearly yeah and and so much so that you know decades later he's inviting me to share his week at acme like, yeah like yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh so uh like maybe 10 20 years from now i'll get the stories about what happened this week <laughs> <laughs> Where's, the, oh, where's the expedition tomorrow? <laughs> you still have a full weekend. And are you guys staying now to through Sunday? Will you be here for that 25th anniversary show? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah. awesome. Not not you know not performing. We're no, no. We're, we're watching and and, okay, it, cool. and it's great because having worked here for so long, we know all these people on the show, and we're yeah. so happy. You know yeah. what I mean? You're so proud of them. We consider them friends. We don't see a lot of them. We're going to sit in the front row, arms folded. (laughs) Where's your glove? (laughs) Put baseball gloves on the table. (laughs) I can't. I want to do that. I want to get one of those wine carafe colored drinks I've been staring at for 20 years. Oh, the ones that they serve here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Just a big, big uh, sort of neon blue one. Yeah. And just sit there staring. Yeah. 
can order yourself a uh, Bob Hope. Or, and, right? then while, and while Dave does that, I'm going to sit on my phone just the whole time. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Finally a chance for you guys to get yeah get all that frustration of bad uh, yeah, bad crowds out. Don't really just text, but just every night there's a just good punch out. Just sort of glance. <laughs> every minute glance, just in case. <laughs> But yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. These are these mm-hmm. are these are great comics and and, and great people too. Yeah, so. I, I I'm lucky enough to be on that list to uh, attend. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. It's gonna be awesome this Sunday. For people that didn't get tickets, you, you had a shot. They, they said they said it went quickly. They did go very quickly. When you know that the, like Dave said, we were here for the ten. We were here for the the big twenty celebration, which was that was an honor to be a part of that. Yeah, so I went to a few nights of the twenty. It was great, and so to be here be here for twenty five, just superb, man. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. How um, I sometimes I'm going to totally change the subject here. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. No. I if think, you have, if yeah. You enough have about Acme already no. on their podcast. If you have more <laughs> stories between these. By all means, that was fantastic. If, there, if you think of something else, cut me off and just throw it out there. Those stories were awesome. I am curious though. Uh, who was playing at Lollapalooza that year? Because I don't remember. I went to Lollapalooza Light in Portland, where right. it was the Spin Doctors, the right. Screaming Trees, and David Perna of Soul Asylum. Um, but that was not in Phoenix. Right, right. The, I, I don't remember uh, the one band. I don't I, remember any of the bands. Right. I think Rage well, I Against the Machine one. was there or something. I do right? I remember one because we were just, it was hilarious because uh, Fishbone was there, right? And... And so Fishbone, they had this kind of, it's kind of like, kind of like a 311 sound, kind of, you know, kind of rock, you know, a little mm-hmm. funky rock and everything. And so we're kind of looking forward to seeing what they were like live because they were, you know, talented musicians. And, and, he was. And, I don't know anything about music. I don't. And for, and for, and for Lollapalooza, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, that's a great fit for that show. And I, re- I remember this so vividly. The lead singer started going into this poem or something that I believe the title was Today is the Bitch's Birthday. That's right. Remember that? Bitch's Birthday. Yeah. And he kept saying that over and over again and then would do some kind of poetic line with yeah. it and then come back to the refrain, right? And, yeah. and and we're like, okay, maybe this is the beginning to a song. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the way he's introducing a song about some kind of anger mm-hmm. towards a relationship he's been in. The thing went for 10 minutes. And it was... Like, he would say, today is the bitch's birthday. And he'd say something like, you know, she come down, talk to me, blah, 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 blah. Today is the bitch's birthday. And say it like five times. And then do, and it, we were just saying like, what is going on, yeah. right? So that became like this sort of mantra for the rest of the week. Nice. <laughs> like, That's right. Know, and for the rest of the week, we just just talking about the today is the bitch's birthday poem. <laughs> But that's I want to look that up and see if that's a thing. Ninety, I think it was ninety-two or ninety-three. That yeah. well, that was the tour that uh, uh, Kermit helped me get. He, he, it was a, a string of clubs. There was one in Seattle, one in Portland, one in uh, San Jose, and one in Phoenix. It was called Ju- uh, Just for Laughs. The Last, Last Laugh. The Last. Yeah, Laugh. they were they were okay. a chain, a franchise of comedy. And clubs. it was the Kermit helped me. <clears throat> get in with them and uh and it was the first club tour i ever did so because i wasn't making very much i think 300 a week and i was the mc mm-hmm. right and i was the, the middle act so we weren't yeah. neither of us were even headlining we were just right. the two openers okay i uh i i had to drive from seattle in my volkswagen rabbit to this is just economically the way it made sense for me to do it i had to drive to san jose work a week there then i flew from san jose to phoenix uh, met Kermit, worked for a week. Then I flew back to San Jose, 
picked up my car yeah. and drove up to Portland, Oregon for that week. So it was three weeks of club work in a row. First time in my life I'm emceeing, loving it. Arrived in Portland, Oregon. This cop, boy, get out of my car, oh, throw yes. an apple into a garbage can. Well, I, I, I did the from 10 feet away, missed the garbage can. So I went and picked up the apple and threw it in. I don't like to litter. True. But when you shoot and you miss, you got to get the rebound. And, right? It's You're right. sort of you a sense of... Follow up your shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't just miss and leave it. <laughs> That's an offensive rebound. Yeah, exactly. I'm a baller. <laughs> so uh, I, I get the club key from the club, and I'm walking over to the condo, which is a few blocks away. And uh, this cop pulls me over. He's on a bicycle cop. Nice. Excuse me. Can I talk to you for a second? You want to tell me about that uh, altercation in the park? What? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You weren't involved in an altercation in the park a little while back, a few minutes ago. No, no, just arriving here to work at this club. Hang on a second. Gets on his radio. Four cop cars pull up. Lights going out of the fourth one. This girl pops out. That's the guy. Oh, what? Yeah, handcuffed off to jail. Yeah, she had been mugged by a guy wearing a white T-shirt and khaki shorts, which happened to be what I was wearing. And she and it's Portland, so that's what half the men are there, are wearing yes, there yes, anyway. It's Portland near yeah. a Portland State University campus. Yeah. Yeah. I've got this big floppy sailing hat on, but he said he he accused me of buying that as a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you want to hide right. in a big huge sailing hat, <laughs> hey, pal, you should have bought a bigger hat. Right? <laughs> so I missed the show because I was in jail. Wow! And then uh, I got you out. Thug. Yeah, they got. They, I got out of jail. Uh, that night, went to the show, and uh, no, I didn't. I never made it to the show last right. night. I made it. Right. I finally got back late, made it to the show the next day, cl- called the club owner. I said, I was in jail, falsely arrested. He goes, falsely? Sure. Did you? Anyway, he kind of semi-believed me, semi-didn't. But yeah, then now I was. I made $300 a week for the three weeks of work and had to spend $800 on a lawyer to get out of this false accusation of mugging a woman. If I ever see her again, I'm punching her right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. So my first club tour, I made eight. I made nine hundred. Spent eight hundred on lawyer oh fees. Oh my god. Right. Yeah. And then and then had to pay for the travel of all of that. That's right. And and the, oh, those rabbits had good gas. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and you don't make three hundred because knowing the guy who owned the, he was not a very nice person, but the guy who owned the that club chain, he probably prorated you and took out the, the night Oh, he you definitely missed. didn't pay me the night I wasn't right. there. Oh, the, that I was so, in jail. so you made even less yeah. than what you, you know. Yeah. What's odd is they, the jail was packed, and uh, and I got taken right away. Some guy said he would trade me an orange for my tater tots, and then <laughs> I, so I gave him my tater tots. He didn't give me his orange. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm standing out like a bleeding lamb around here. <laughs> So, but they released me because there was this Bill Clinton law, three strikes, you're out or whatever. There was mandatory incarceration for drug crimes, and everybody in Portland was being arrested for having a little bit of marijuana. I was in there for a violent crime, so hey, that they wasn't. Their, yeah. They needed your space. So they just let, let that me guy go. go. Right. And let me go. Wow. Can you imagine that? You just, you've just driven from California, and you roll into town. And immediately, just, I can't imagine. He just, just, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> right. He called me. He called me. I could not because I just worked with him a couple weeks, you know, like a week before or whatever. And, and you started questioning, like, how well you <laughs> yeah, really know right. this guy. I don't right? know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, there were signs. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I used to type in. No, he's not. He is. He's not. He's not. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, you haven't missed any shows from being incarcerated in your career, Kurt? I have not. Knock on wood. We'll see what happens this week. So when I work with comics who aren't white, they're constantly saying about racism this, racism that, but I'm the only jackass <laughs> that's been falsely accused, <laughs> thrown in jail. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah he, um, got, he got profiled. Right, I did. The whole cell was filled with guys with khaki pants and white T-shirts. <laughs> Dopers. <laughs> <laughs> were those cargo? Were you guilty while also wearing cargo shorts? <laughs> no, they were not cargo shorts. That's a second offense. I think. Yeah. <laughs> According to some, not to me. Not to me. I don't know why I'm working with Kermit again. Something's going to go down this week. <laughs> I'm expecting not to see one of you at least on Sunday. I know. I know. It's really. <laughs> both make it here to be a miracle. Right. <laughs> Eric, we should just go into the deja vu tonight. Bring it on! Yeah, yeah, Tonight's the night. Come on, life. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like uh, sending the kid over to get to the kid's house that has chicken pox. Mm-hmm. Let's just get it over with. Go in there. You two, just get out there and get it out of your system. Is that what parents do? They do yeah, sometimes, yeah. They, they, right? right? They secretly call them uh, pox parties. Oh, you just try and get it over with. If your kid's going to get it, let's do it now. Wow. You know? Yeah. I, I haven't, haven't done I haven't that to my kids. No, but. no, I, I I, couldn't do it, but, but yeah. yeah, some parents do it. But it's dangerous if you get chicken pox later in life, though. Yes, right? that's the idea. Is it get it now. If you're going to get it, get it now. And, you know. Yeah. We're, here we are, three three dads with young kids, relatively young, a little bit older. Oh, and a, old your kid? My, mine are uh, eight and ten now. Eight and ten. Okay. Eight awesome. and ten. Your daughter's awesome. what, like six? Six, yeah. And you got two kids, I know. Yep, fourteen and eleven. How was uh, how was Halloween for everybody? Were you guys home Monday? Boy, this was different. It, uh, you know, my son is eleven now, so he and a buddy just walked around a couple houses and 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 then played uh, played Madden at our house for a while. Mm-hmm. And then my sister went, or my sister, my daughter went to her uh, friend's house, and they just had a like about eight friends got together at her house and hung out. So this was the first year where I didn't have to make a costume. I didn't have to. We didn't even we didn't do pumpkins. Of course, I was I was working. I didn't get. I, I flew back to Seattle on the 29th, so oh, okay. or 30th. So I was you know, but we didn't we didn't really we didn't do pumpkins or anything. And yeah, it was it was this, this was this odd transition year because this is this has been the biggest thing up until like even last year. We made uh, uh, my son and I. We couldn't find a Maze Runner costume, so we made one. We made a Maze Runner costume. He and I. It was awesome. You know? Awesome. And, yeah, and. Uh, and I mean, I went to went to went to the uh, thrift store and bought belts so I can use the belt buckles to make it look like his the leather uniform that they have. And and, and this is up to last year. It's like my son's favorite thing. And this year we went to um, there's a store that was selling these like onesie pajama things that you just zip up. Yeah. And they had them in Captain America and you know all the kind of different things. And so my daughter wanted a Captain America one. Uh, my son got a Deadpool one, and that was it. So that was it. twenty twenty dollars each for. A pajama onesie, and and they were good. It was yeah, it was really bizarre. This was a major transition year. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Bum me out, huh? Kind of bum me out that it's not that it might be the um, we're, we're moving. The kids are getting older, moving on. It's I don't know if it bums me out. It felt weird. It yeah. felt different. Um, although you know, I will say, and this is something my son has loved his whole life. When someone came to the door, he wanted to get it. He wanted to see the kids' costumes and 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 compliment them and give them candy and everything. So yeah. so so there's still that. You know, there's still but but yeah, it was different. No, I'm going to judge you on your answer here. <laughs> what kind of candy did you give away? Um, uh, we uh, I, there were, there were a lot of Twix in there. Twix good. You gave away okay. the big variety bag, didn't you? The thirteen ninety nine variety bag, just like every other freaking house. 
Just everybody's given the same five candy bars. Just trying just, not to say that. Just stay at home and eat the variety bag you bought for yourself. Right. Save yourself all the time. Uh huh. You keep your almond joy. There's no originality in Halloween anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when people. And I heard it this year. I said when I was when I was young. I remember. Uh, uh, people used to make things to give. Yeah, you make candy. Yep. And this is what an, a full-grown adult said. Well, you can't do that now because you got the ad- apples with the razor blades and all that. And you can't give out stuff. No. You can't send your kids to give. Not- so that, this is the most ridiculous urban myth. First of all, if you bite into an apple with a razor blade in it, uh, you don't keep chewing. It's not like you're. <laughs> oh no! It's shredding my heart. Right. <laughs> Secondly, do you know how how many houses do you go to when you're trick-or-treating? Maybe 20, 25, all around your neighborhood. How hard would it be to track down the person who gave you the razor-bladed apple? Good, right. Right. Good right. point. Absolutely. Oh, remember that house over there? If you're if you want to yeah. if you want to slice up children, you don't have them come right. to your door and then give them the thing and say, "I hope they don't Hope they don't put two and two together. The cops will never. They'll be standing right outside the front door, scratching their heads. They won't know it's us. Oh no, not at all. I'm that, pretty that's... sure it was the only person that gave me an apple. I'm thinking. Yeah, right. right. That's right. Are you kidding? I can still remember remember the one house in my neighborhood when I was a kid that yeah. gave apples. Right. Absolutely. I skipped it after that first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was kitty corner from my parents' house. I, I can picture it now. I boiled a bunch of Brussels sprouts and then covered them in chocolate and made bonbons. <laughs> Yummy! Here you go, and the kids bite into Aww. it. And then, ah, yeah, what a treat! <laughs> no, my my daughter, I have uh, my daughter's six, and she's an only child. So I spent four thousand dollars on her costume. I bet you did. Yeah, here's here's her at her little Halloween oh, party. Oh, we got a picture here. Another yeah. picture. So there she is. She's uh, Ariel. Oh, but very take cute. Take a really good look at the picture because it actually you can see. A 30-year-old woman at a cocktail party right there. Just her body posture, how she's got the, the shawl draped over. She's kind of talking to the boys. Yeah, uh-huh. Right? She looks confident. Yeah, yeah. They they're... look a little nervous, and they are because they're nerds, clearly in the Star Wars outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this? Uh, I did. Uh, that is uh, that. adorable. I know. Very... <laughs> the little mermaid. It's not easy to walk as a mermaid. I noticed. No, I had to. I had to tie up the tail a little bit, so her she had a high water tail. Yeah, I picked my kids up from school on Monday, and it was there was a girl who walked out in the mermaid costume, and her steps yeah. were about an inch, <laughs> shuffling away. What were your kids for Halloween? Uh, well, my ten uh, year old was a werewolf. Good costume. Yeah. yeah. Um, sounds actually the. Um, I'll be honest, it sounds cooler than it is. It wasn't the coolest. <laughs> he was a lazy werewolf. <laughs> kind of a lazy werewolf. I put fangs in, and yeah. okay, it's just before the hair I'm comes even, out on like, the werewolf. I didn't take her anywhere to buy, you know, the right. like what Kermit did last year. I And I regret that. I wish I would have put more time and helped her. But uh, a werewolf and Minnie Mouse. Oh, that's uh, nice. How classic right. is that? How classic is that? I... Um, buddy, I showed up for uh, my day job that I'm working these days, the other... Um, on Tuesday, day after Halloween, and I'm you know catching up with everybody. I'm like, hey, how was any kids stop at your houses, guys, last night? And this one guy I'm working with, he goes, he lives alone, single fella, lives out in the suburbs. He said uh, on Monday he worked, went to the gym after work, got home, and was sitting around watching TV. And someone rang his doorbell. He went to the door, and it was his Somali neighbors that were uh, dressed in the 
you know, like the full garb and everything, mm-hmm. uh, with lays around their neck. And he was like, what are you doing here? Trick or treat. <laughs> had no idea. Had completely forgotten about Halloween. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So he's like thinking like, oh, great. And he, oh, I missed, I forgot the part where he just moved into this neighborhood a few months ago. So now he's thinking like, oh, great. Now they think I'm like the freaking racist guy who's like turning uh. away the, you know, oh, nope, I don't have anything. Because later on that night, people, they, they, he didn't get the clue to turn his light off. Were they being Hawaiian or something? Yeah, Why I don't did know. They... I was hoping Kermit would help with that. <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> they, got, they got the hijab yeah. and the, the gowns, and then they, we'll be Hawaiians, and they just yeah. put the lay on. Uh-huh. I mean, so I could see why he was kind of confused if he forgot. Like, what is, the, what is this? But then he said other kids came uh, later on in the evening because he didn't turn the light off and still didn't obviously have any candy or anything. Oh. Continued to answer the door and then offered them... Uh, money. He was like, "Hey, I got quarters. I, <laughs> you guys want quarters?" And they turned it down. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was trick or treating with an Aussie uh-huh. uh, who was up visiting, and he said uh, he said this is his first Halloween. He, they don't have Halloween oh, in Australia. Oh, and he was he, he kept remarking the entire evening, "This is the weirdest holiday I've it ever is. seen. You just get you be whatever you want to, and you go to people's houses and get candy and." This is weird. Why I can see why you do it. I love this. Right. Because there's no reason for it. It's, no, let's do it once a month. Yeah. Right. I, no uh, religious overtones or anything. Just mm-mm. hey, isn't death kind of cool? <laughs> let's make fun of it. <laughs> I got um okay, so so uh, there I see out of, I'm in the living room and I see out of the corner of my eye there's just one kid sort of coming towards the door. So my son's in the middle of a you know, Madden play with his buddy. I said, I'll get I'll get it. So I kinda walk over the door and the kid's not knocking. There's no knock. And I'm kind of standing by the door like, should I wait? There's no knock. And this is really kind of awkward moment where I don't know what to do. I know he's there, and I can't, you know, I, I'm looking at the window. He's not walking away. Yeah. And <clears throat> so I wait, and when I go, I guess I should open the door. So I open the door, and it's this kid, maybe 14, you know, 14 or so, by himself, nobody else. And he's wearing a McDonald's uniform and this kind of wig that kind of, you know, kind of a, a Trump wig, right, or whatever. And, and uh and and I go, hey, how's it going? He goes, and he goes. I didn't answer the door because I knew you'd know I was here. I'm that awesome. I'm that. And he does this Trump thing. Oh my god! Or, or I didn't. <laughs> I didn't knock on the door. And he goes, I knew you'd be here. And, and he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes. I know you have candy. You know, I like candy. And you know, candy should be good. And he does this, and he does this whole speech, and I am howling, laughing. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> things have gone better for me. I'm at McDonald's now, but you know what? It's all going to turn around because that's what I do. I turn things around. No way! <laughs> I take this candy you give me. I make more candy. And just, oh my God, I'm howling. I'm just dying. The fact that he didn't knock on the door was the perfect. I mean, it must have been about a minute where I'm standing there going, "Why is this kid not knocking the door? I don't know what's going on." Oh my God! And he did the impression. And, and he, even had a, like a follow-up line. And a whole thing. Yeah. Is, he, is he doing this at every house? Because this is hilarious. And <laughs> he started at noon that day yeah, right, to get a right. ton of houses. And so, yeah, and so then at the end, I go, I go, thank you. Thank you so much. I go, that, that was a crack up. That made my night. Happy Halloween. Thank you. And he goes, I would thank you, but it's just not my style. <laughs> oh, come on. No way. Oh. I wish I could do a Trump impression, but yeah. was, and, his, and his impression was good too. And I close the door, laughing so hard. And 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 uh, yeah, my That's son. When you turn the light off and go, it's over. It, we I don't need to have, see I should have just given him the rest of like poured the whole thing in yes. the bed. Here, this is all yours. And 
And then it was to the point where I was laughing so hard that my buddy, and, or my, my son and his buddy, paused the game and they just came and watched came to with see, me. Yeah. Because they heard me laughing so oh hard. Oh, my yeah. God. It was the funny Trump in a McDonald's uniform. It was perfect. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Trump in a McDonald's. Oh, that's great. That's it was great. And, and, and the fact that he did an impression with it and, and, like, and, and didn't just do a voice. Like he didn't just say trick-or-treat in the voice. I mean, really built a character for it. That is so oh, funny. Oh, God. It was my favorite. I wish I had videotaped the kid. He was hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> that thank you bit. Oh, my God. Was... <laughs> I would thank you, but it's not my style. <laughs> The freaking kid. Oh, that's awesome. You should keep tabs on him. I, I don't even know who he He'll is. He'll be I, opening That's for another you thing. Like, like, I don't recognize him from the neighborhood. I, you know, I don't... But he can't be going to too many houses, because if he's doing this, like you said, it's it was going to take him, you know, 12 hours to get some, any kind of yeah. bag of candy <laughs> uh-huh. going. So I figured he's got to be from close, but I'd never seen him. But that was... It was that's such amazing. a funny bit. I, I, and he was I, alone. I yeah, and, and that's the other thing. He's like, how, how awesome is a Trump in a McDonald's uniform... By himself. That's yeah. so perfect. Not even an audience to no, do that wonderful right. performance. Right. Just you, the unsuspecting audience, but not somebody like watching him, like his buddy coming with. Right. I'm going to get another right. one. Right. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Like, I'm, and the fact that he, I'm going to do this by myself, right? It's all just me. Like, it's so perfect for that costume. Yeah, that was awesome. That, that is amazing. That's uh, commitment. I remember uh, when I was in high school, it was Halloween. We got to dress up for high school in, on, on Halloween day in high school. And uh, I'd never made good costume choices like that i but i was committed like that guy i would really over to commit one time i went as jeff spicoli <laughs> nice from fast times at ridgemont high and so i arrived at every class late <laughs> there's no birthday in, party in here stayed in character the whole time no matter how mad the teacher got and i i did that had the pizza delivery thing happen yeah the whole thing and uh yeah teachers got mad they got mad they did not like it <laughs> All I need is some fresh waves. Right. <laughs> One time, Mr. Uh, Hams. <laughs> That's my skull. <laughs> One time, uh, uh, my wife, when Halloween, my wife answered the door, and uh, me and the kids were out walking around. So she answered the door, and there were these four like teenagers, not in costume. And she goes, what's your costume? And they tried to do the thing. Well, we're, you know, I made some wise-ass remark. And she goes, no, that's not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. She goes, There's, you know, you can't, you got to earn candy. You got to yeah. either have a costume or do something funny. And the kid, and one of the kids goes, well, "What do you want us to do?" And she goes, "I don't know. Hit him in the junk." And he did. No goes, way! Boom! He, he whacks the kid. And the kid goes, "Oh!" And, she goes, and my wife goes, "You all get candy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. she told me that story. I was like, oh, "I wish I was here." <laughs> oh. <laughs> there, there's one group you can get to hit each other in the balls, and that is a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, boys. yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> but but the fact that that's the idea she came up with on the uh, spur of the moment was awesome. Like, <laughs> she has a good sense of humor. She does. That's she awesome. Does. I was con- expecting him to go. Uh, I guess uh, knock knock. You know, <laughs> right? No, no. My <laughs> my wife made them earn it. Wow. <laughs> I was looking at my yearbook uh, a while back, just doing some rearranging of stuff in the garage. Ran across my high school yearbook, senior year, yeah. and I went to school as a Playboy bunny. <laughs> Yeah, and I I forgot, and you don't know the horror as an adult of looking at your own picture in a yearbook in the Playboy Bunny outfit that you put together. Here's what I did: I took some nylons of my mom's. Uh huh. My mom's. My mom's five two. Took my mom's black one piece swimsuit. Oh my God. Put that on. No. Had bunny ears and stuck a bunny tail in the back, and walked around school 
all day like that. Like all legs, all the way up to the... All legs and all... And, and now, oh looking oh at the picture, boy. I was oh thinking, boy. oh, my God. <laughs> my first thought w- would be now, putting that on, is like, is my... That's that's going to show everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to have this swimsuit that's too small for me, and I'm going to... It's going to be riding up my butt. And I had none of those thoughts in high school. I said, this will be funny. <laughs> I'll just go as a Playboy bunny. And I'm No, wait, walking. was that Halloween you did that Halloween. or just a Friday? Halloween. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, man. Halloween. And there's, so, so there's a picture in the yearbook of me <laughs> just cruising around the halls in this full-on Playboy bunny outfit. Oh, man. Are you doing Not another... leaving much to the imagination. Are you doing another album anytime soon? Because you ought to use that as the uh, <laughs> really? picture on the front. I should, you know what? Oh, Done. man. That's funny. Damn. That is great. I was horrified. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, guys, you have a dinner plan coming up soon. We gotta, it? it's, it, we've been doing this over an hour. We've got to wrap this up. Oh, oh, okay. Can I, one more costume Ab- that I remember absolutely. just off the cuff? <laughs> My other, the other year, because now we've, what, what, what I went to Jess Piccoli one year, uh, the Playboy Bunny, and of course I teamed up the, the junior year with my buddy, uh, my buddy Bruce Duncan, and we went, this was the best year, we went as Jorge and Yortek, two swinging Czechoslovakian oh. brothers from Saturday oh, Night, Saturday Night. Yes. Yeah, Steve, Steve, Steve Martin, Martin Dan and Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. And we all day long did oh. Jorge and Yortek. Do you see, hey, foxes, do you see our pockets? It is you that is making them bulge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know how annoying that is all day oh, to everybody? Oh. <laughs> Thank God there's stand-up now so I can... Yes, get that get out that of your system. system. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, it was no accident you became a performer, that's for sure. The yeah. guy that shows up in the bunny outfit. Should and... have moved to L.A. right then, right out of high school, <laughs> mm-hmm. and just hung out at the comedy store. Because on sheer uh, blind confidence and enthusiasm, I would have made it big. Yeah, yeah I mean, right? It's like trying right. to keep back the tide. You right, can't. right. But now there's too much self-doubt and wishing and trying to be better and perfect, and it's not quite ready yet. Back then, we'll be Jorge and Yortek all day. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> Everyone will love it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, and the, the other picture this year, I I put on a lip-sync competition uh, at my high school, and I, I, didn't, I don't know much about music, but I, I had to do a lip-sync as well, because I was the one putting this thing on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I decided I'll do Morris Day and the Time uh, from the Prince movie, Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And so I took a yellow blazer, made uh, 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 sparkling, uh, what do you call it, glitter tiger stripes up the lapel mm-hmm. and black pants, and then got an old black curly wig, put it on, and of course, you know, I, I grew up in the suburbs of Seattle. I didn't know any better. Full-on blackface. Full-on. <laughs> oh, God, I gotta be black like Morris. And did the whole thing, and we lip-synced, and no one said a word. Just like, that is, that is great. That is what... And that's a picture of that in the yearbook, too. Oh, there, there is? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. Oh, wow. Wow. But we didn't know. I was just no, being, of course not. Just being Morris. 
If you were uh, like running for president right now, that <laughs> picture would be all I over know, the I planet. Know. I know. All over the planet. I was a coal miner. <laughs> <laughs> Who enjoyed Prince movies. Right. I was a fancy coal miner. Wow. With the coal dust. <laughs> I have uncles who are miners. <laughs> Those probably that's, around the time. That's times. my go outline with that. Is like, I'm, a, well, I'm a coal miner. Coal miner. A dancing coal miner who <laughs> likes Prince. <laughs> <laughs> a coal miner who wears his work clothes out. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's so funny you say that because my senior year, I put on a lip sync uh, contest yeah. for Homecoming. And I did Morris Day and the time. No. Yeah, that's so funny that you yowie, said. Yowie, and, still, yowie. and still, people from high school on Facebook still torture me with that. And um, and uh, yeah, and we won. We won. We won the the, the thing. But um, but and luckily because I'm already brown, I didn't do anything with my face. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share the story? It might be a good wrap up sure. because one of my favorite stories of Kermit's is he was wanted to be a comedian. And uh, when he was in high school and uh, and they had this and you can correct me, but I'll get you started. They had this competition, talent competition in school. And uh, and I think it was only for the seniors or something. And so Kermit was a junior and he was thinking next year, I'm going to try stand up for the first time at the talent competition. But the year he's a junior, there's another guy, (laughs) class clown, who because it's the first year they allow comedy in the, the talent competition. Right. Okay. So Kermit's a junior, so he's thinking, "Cool, next year I'll do comedy." And there's a guy. Now you pick it up yeah. from there. Okay, so right. so there, so everybody does like you know music or or uh, uh, sometimes even a, a sketch and and you know and and and, and he's but, going to a private Catholic yes, school. Yes, Episcopalian. I mean, I mean, I, okay. I went to a private a private school. So okay. very a lot of a lot of rules, a lot of behavior conducts and everything. And so um, this one kid in uh, in the class. Uh, ahead of mine, so he was a senior. He 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 was always a pretty funny kid, and he said he was going to do stand up, and um and so we kind of thought he was going to have this whole act and stuff and everything. And, and so I was really excited because, like Dave said, I love comedy, and uh, so I was kind of excited to see what he does because I was thinking maybe I'd do something like you know do some stand up next year. And so then when I heard Jimmy was doing stand up, I'm like, oh good, I can't wait to see this. So a couple of acts happen, and then they introduce from from the class of '84, and I can't remember Jimmy's last name. And uh, they introduce him, and he comes walking out to the mic. And, we, and, and the, the, the sense of timing on this was so above and beyond a high school student, now that I look back on it, now that I, I know about timing, you uh-huh. know. He walks up, and he goes, uh, he just pauses. And the, and the audience gets kind of quiet, and he goes, how far does skin stretch? And there's a silence. And he waits, he waits. He doesn't rush it. He just waits, and he goes... Well, it says in the Bible, Moses tied his ass to a tree and walked 20 miles. And he stood there. And there was this quiet, quiet, and all of a sudden, Because <laughs> nobody wanted to be the first person to laugh at that, but everybody wanted to laugh at yes. that. Yeah, they're and all there was looking around. Silent pause, and then it erupted. Huge laugh, then huge applause break, and he walks away from the mic. Oh! He told one joke, no way. he didn't rush it, and it was the funniest thing, and he got suspended. <laughs> He got in trouble. I mean, and the next year, no comedy. No comedy. Oh, no, oh, 
that's right. There was no no comedy the next year, and and I was one of the people organizing it because I, I was on you know I organized <laughs> shows like that, and, uh-huh. and and yeah, and I asked, and they said nope, no comedy this year, and yeah. <laughs> So his first open mic was pushed back two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. I mean, to know timing that well. And to also know you're only going to get away with one joke, right? Because he right. could have tried to warm him up with some stuff. No, no, his whole idea, I'm doing one joke. Everybody else, you have three to five minutes, and Jimmy's in his head going, I don't need them. I just knew one thing. That's it. I'm walking away. How far? <laughs> and, yeah. Does and skin And he paused. It, just the, the the understanding of things that that take many of us years to learn that he as a senior in high school knew don't rush it take your time because if you rush it then you look like you're kind of being apologetic for it yeah sure he showed no sense of apology for it and was that's that a known that wasn't a known joke or i think anything. it was kind of was well it? no no it wasn't a known joke but it's 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 a joke that's out there yeah okay but i mean you're in you're not i mean we had chapel every tuesday and thursday morning and it's in it's, it's, it's an episcopalian school yeah, it's yeah. You know what I mean? It's a private school. He says the word ass in front of the whole school, all the teachers. (laughs) Like, that one joke, he did so many, like, wrong things, right? right? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It was it was absolutely beautiful. (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. I've always, uh, that little cocky kid in your Uh, high school is uh, just... Just, but harmless. I mean, it's harmless. But but it's like you said, anything. like you said, when you guys did the costumes, mm-hmm. no fear, right? There's right, no right. you don't fear anything. Now we sort of every time we write a joke, we question, okay, what's wrong? How are we doing it? Are we, am I doing it right? But but like you guys with the costume, we're just gonna go do this. We're gonna commit to it. And we're gonna have a great day. There's mm-hmm. no consequence, and that's what he was. There's no consequence about it. Here's what I'm gonna do, and it's gonna be really funny. Amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. And I'm opening with that joke tonight, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Watch, it just gets a chuckle. In. <laughs> My timing. My timing. Okay, right last minute, you say, tied his dick to a tree. It's just, maybe it's funnier. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, but no, it doesn't make sense. To no, yeah. don't try punching it up, though. All that is awesome. Guys, you have a dinner to get to. Yes. So okay. I'm, I'm going to cut you loose. I, this has been awesome. The stories, you, this was so freaking fun. I hope, hope a lot of people listen to this. Uh, this I hope so. Really yeah, good. thank yeah. you. I was very excited about uh, doing this with Kermit. Yeah. yeah. This, this is, I mean, really, the stories you guys just shared and how you guys <laughs> know it, the friendship, this is awesome. So thank you. And, uh, I, I look forward to having both of you guys back on the show, either together or individually. And people definitely need to come and, and s- freaking World Series is over. You have no excuses. Come out and see yeah. some comedy, all right? Thank you. And, th- and a happy anniversary to Acme. Yes, absolutely. Ha- happy anniversary. Happy. Yes, we'll all be a part, big part of that. Boom! Can't be good for the century-old mortar in this building. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> this building's built with brick and cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I don't think when they built it, they went, well, what if there are daily earthquakes 100 years yeah. from now? Yeah, <laughs> we should make sure we... Yeah, what if Hitachi brings one of their earth pounders over here? What is Hitachi? I just have a vision. <laughs> You're making up words about the future. <laughs> it's Hitachi, right? Yeah, Hitachi. Well, it was they pronounced it differently 100 years ago. When you ago. see it in a vision, you're not going to pronounce <laughs> yeah, it right. Exactly. Yeah, never. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, oh, hey, perfect timing. Excuse oh, me, geez. my I'm hungry in my stomach. <laughs> You know, I, you know, that was like, uh, that just maybe uh, in movies, they were like, God, would you just give me a sign? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs>
I think I should go out there uh, and knock on the guy's crane door. Excuse me. We're trying to do a podcast in here. <laughs> art. <laughs> There's some art going on inside that building. Yeah. You think those guys vibrate out of, like they are at home at oh, night? Can they vibrate out of their beds? Imagine. Wives are like holding them down. <laughs> Stop shaking. I can't. I'm not shaking. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered about heavy construction operators because it seems like it would be f- a great job or a fun job if you got to change equipment regularly just sure. to try new things. Yeah. But if yeah. you only run the pile driver yeah. for 40 years, <laughs> right? <laughs> clank, clank, <laughs> clank. I don't. I think that would drive me a little nutty. All right, Eric, you think this one's going to sh- go away for a minute here? I think we should just do it. And just do it. All right. You explain what the noise is. Fuck it. Let's do Say it. Say your lo-fi equipment. Yeah, there we go. All right. We're good. We All right. Take a room noise sample and then yeah. cut that out. That's true. Right? That's true. Except my voice kind of sounds like that. Do the low frequency <laughs> cut, please. All right.